Hey everyone, I'm going to be talking about whether you should be buying apartments or whether you should be buying houses. And then even more importantly, I'm going to be talking about how an area that you think makes for a good investment may not actually make for a good investment and how to actually tell. Welcome to the Oz Property Investment Mastery Podcast. My name is PK and I help busy people build passive income by buying top 5% growth and cash flow property and build a portfolio using data without wasting months doing research, spending weekends at inspection or catching flights or dropping ten dollars to $20,000 on buyer's agents every single time. So if you're confused, lack confidence and just overwhelmed with all the information and marketing misinformation available online and don't know where to start, then this show is for you. All right, so let's let's get into it. So, so many of you have been telling me that, okay, PK, I only have three, four, five hundred thousand dollars. I live in Sydney or I live in Brisbane. Where should I actually invest? All I can invest in are, in fact, apartments. There's nothing else I can do. Um, well, I want to dispel that myth because if you are not opening yourself up to all 15,000 property markets, in other words, property suburbs, um, then you're not really doing yourself a service. In fact, you're doing a disservice because you're looking at property investing only in your backyard, only in the local government area in which you live, or only in the city that you lived. All right, so let's get into it. So I'm going to start with a case study. So apartments versus houses. And more importantly, alongside that, good suburbs that you may think are good versus actually good suburbs from a data perspective. So let's go into a case study. So I've, got, I've made some notes. I'm going to kind of read a little bit from them. The case study is West End or South Brisbane in Queensland. So if you are from Brisbane, you know what I'm talking about, West End. If you're from Melbourne, think of this like the Docklands or the South Bank version of where you are. If you're in Sydney, then this is kind of like inner city um, apartments or even St. Leonard's, Lane Cove or Lower North Shore, not houses, but high rise apartments. But let's stick to West End. Um, and if you're in one of those other cities, this is kind of the comparable. All right. So over the decade ending 2020, Brisbane was the fastest growing capital city in terms of population growth. However, if you bought an apartment in West End or in Brisbane, um, South Bank or South Brisbane, as we call it here, um, you would have made about 10 or 15% capital growth. So population growth was huge. You wouldn't have made that much money from a capital growth perspective. Now, you're probably thinking, why is that, right? There are great restaurants in West End or South Brisbane. There are great river walks. There's a, a great museum, some world-class theater. There's a great public school where a lot of people want to send their kids to. There's the state's biggest convention center. There's so much in the making. A new university is right across the river. So these are all the things that you would ordinarily think make for a great suburb to invest in property, right? It's got that vibe, lots of cafes, lots of young people. You drive around, you see lots of Audis and all that kind of thing. You would think that this would make a fantastic um place to invest in. 
right? But actually, it doesn't. All right. So, like I said, if you bought a five hundred thousand dollar apartment in South Brisbane or West End ten years ago, that would be worth maybe ten or fifteen percent more now, ten years later, than it was then. And so, you're probably thinking. But what have I done wrong? There's a university. There's a great school. There's parks. There's shopping centers. Great walkways. Great family amenity. All that kind of thing. What have you done wrong? You haven't looked at the data, and right. Like I want to really emphasize this point. If you're thinking about an apartment, guys, I would almost never, almost never advise you to buy an apartment. And the reason is the single biggest reason is that they're not making any more land, but there is unlimited sky. So I'll give you another example. Like right after the Olympic Games in Sydney, there was a big hoo-ha. You know, now Sydney's on the world stage. It's a great city, world city, all this kind of thing. And they were br- they were building World Square. Now, if you are from Sydney, you know that this is right. You know, downtown World Square is like one of these really high-rise apartment blocks, and they were selling、uh, apartments back then in World Square for about half a million dollars, or just just shy of half a million dollars. And so many investors bought there. You know, so many investors bought there, thinking it's smack bang in the middle of the CBD. How can you go wrong, <laughs> right? And and tell me if you're thinking about this as well. You're like PK. I've got half a million dollars to spend and can't buy a house, and I don't want to buy a house in Sydney with that money. I can't anyway, and neither can I in Melbourne. I have an opportunity to buy an apartment. Let me buy in Darling Harbour, or let me buy an apartment in the CBD. Let me buy an apartment on、um, North Sydney. Or in the Brisbane context, West End, South Brisbane, or in the context of Melbourne, Docklands, South Melbourne,、um, Yarra—all these areas—you're probably thinking, "What can go wrong?" There's great amenities, great population growth. You know, more and more and more and more people are going to want to live there. What can go wrong? Fundamentally, guys, it's supply that you're missing out. You've missed the supply story. The reason why I never buy apartments is because you can simply build more and more and more as high as you like. Okay, so let's say there's ten skyscrapers right now. The council can rezone that CBD area and allow another type ten skyscrapers. Now, ten skyscrapers with you know filled with residential apartments. That's like five hundred apartments per skyscraper. Another ten of them, or even another two of them, is creating so much more supply that you're simply not going to have any scarcity in the investment property that you own. I'm sure you know of those buildings where there's always, you know, something for rent or always something for for sale, and that's what you're buying when you're buying an apartment. You're buying something that is a commodity, whereas if you're buying a house, something with a block of land. That is what will become scarce. All right, and of course, the science of property investing is to find a block of land, something that has a land component, where the data suggests that demand is higher than supply. So I just want to really emphasize that point: that regardless of how great a place is, regardless of how much you yourself would like to live there, like there's probably a lot of you who are in your twenties and your thirties, young couples, young families, you're like, I would love to live. In South Yarra, I would love to live in West End. I would love to live in South Brisbane. Look, there are nice places to live, but that doesn't mean that they make for good property investment locations. All right, guys. So, 
in the last 10 years, I hope that you can look at the data and say, I should never buy an apartment in any of these inner city areas. Now, sometimes it's okay to buy an apartment, let's say, um, in a low density complex, especially in Sydney and Melbourne, especially in Melbourne, actually. You have these kind of areas, maybe five, 10 kilometers from the CBD. It's kind of like an old flat. It was built in this, um, perhaps the 70s or 80s. There's no elevator. There's no body corp. There's no gym. There's no like sinking levy or anything like that. It's very ordinary. You just take stairs up and down. There's maybe two or three or four of them in, in the complex. They're all ground level. Those actually can make for some pretty decent um, investments because the land to asset ratio is high. In an apartment, the land is zero. There is no land. So there is no land to asset ratio. Remember, land is what appreciates and it is buildings that depreciate. So when you're buying an apartment, you're buying like a brand new Mercedes out of the dealership. As soon as you've bought it, it's depreciated, right? Because there's no land. It's land that actually goes up in value. So I hope that you're connecting with this point. Apartments versus houses, you should always, always, always buy houses. And like I said at the start of the video, if you're sort of thinking, hey, I can't, I can't afford houses, like, you know, who has that kind of, um, who has that kind of money? Look outside your backyard. So if you're in Sydney or in your, or in Melbourne watching this, you could have invested in Ballarat and almost doubled your money in the last four years. You could have invested in Bendigo and made 30, 40% over the last two years. If you're in Sydney, you could have bought an orange and basically, you know, 70% capital gains just in the last three years. You could have invested in so many of these areas that have grown up so much as long as you were able to take a wider lens and look outside your backyard. So hopefully, hopefully this is sinking, sinking in, guys. And the other thing with apartments as well, right, is you have that body corp, you have that sinking levy. So although the yield on the face of it looks really good, right? You might be seeing an apartment and the person who's selling it off the plan is saying, look, you're going to get a 6%, 7% yield. And you're like, I can't get that in houses. Like there's no way I can get that in houses. Actually, the net yield will be much lower because you're paying body corp, body corporate or um, strata fees. They really take that gross yield way down in terms of net yield. And the net yield is very comparable with houses. So why, why would you buy an apartment? You know, the yield story isn't actually as good as houses once you kind of lift up the lid and really understand what's going on. The capital growth story isn't as, isn't as good as houses. You can't add that much value to apartments either because you can only add value cosmetically inside, not on the outside in many instances. So there's not a whole lot that's, you know, that's actually working for apartments um, at all. You can't subdivide or any of that stuff. So I just want you to, to connect with this point really good, you know. So investors who mistake so-called good neighborhoods for fundamental, for fundamentals, a good neighborhoods equal fundamentally good investment locations, you know, they miss the point entirely. Where you should invest has got nothing to do with how much you would like to live in that area where you should invest needs 
to be looked at from an investment angle, and the best investment angle is data. So think about things like land to asset ratio. Think about things like the days on market. Think think about the things like how much rents have been going up. Think about things like net yield. Think about things like the development land schemes that are in those areas, so that supply won't go up. Think about things like building approvals. Right, like if you just looked at this one factor, building approvals, you would not have spent a single cent buying an apartment in any of the capital cities over the last eight years because the building approvals were just far too big. Supply is the enemy of growth. Even if population booms, if the supply catches up or keeps up with that growth, capital growth or prices don't increase. It's simple economics. So. Look, I won't, I won't labor that subject too much anymore.、Um, but basically, what I'm trying to say is, if you only have four or five hundred thousand dollars, never go near an apartment. Always stick to a house.、Um, always prioritize capital growth. Always prioritize yield. Don't even buy one property that is capital growth and then one that is for yield. Always have the combination of growth. And yield in the same property, and that is how true passive income is built. All right, guys. Well, hopefully, my ramblings help today.、Um, there's so much more to be said, actually, about apartments and and the fallacies of of owning one. It just seems like a natural thing to do, right? Apartments, of course, brand new apartments. You know, that's what we should be buying. But it's it's really not true. So hopefully that added value. My name's PK, and best of luck with your property investing.